As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. This episode of On Farm is a roundup of action from the Royal Highland Show, kindly supported by Scottish law firm Gillespie McCandry. This is our 148th original episode, so that's not counting any repeats we've published. We are now fast approaching the big 150 original episodes, which is a real milestone. Hi, this is Monty. And this is Dave. And we are walking in the gates for the Saturday of the 2023 Royal Highland Show. It's exciting. It's a buzz. It's exciting. It's a buzz. We're actually coming in here just after eight o'clock, half past eight, something like that. And it's really busy already. We should maybe give a bit of a flavour of what we're going to try and do over the course of this episode, who we're going to try and talk to, what we're going to try and see. Coming up in this episode, you will hear, among others, Cammy Wilson from The Sheep Game, Sylvia Ormiston from the Highland Pony Society, and various other friends of the pod. So there won't be much in this episode about the Golden Shears, the World Shearing Championships. That is a huge part of the 2023 Highland Show this year. Very exciting. But we've already done a whole episode on that. It's the one just below this in your podcast feed. Go back and listen if you haven't. We think it's brilliant, possibly one of the best on farms we've ever made. There's lots of brilliant voices of shearers and judges from all across the world. Yeah, we're also steering clear in this episode of the Young Farmers SAYFC activity at the Highlands Show. The competitions and the events, the incredible tug-of-war competition, that will all be in a forthcoming episode. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, that will be good. If you like what you hear or you think it would be interesting to others, there are always ways you can help spread the word about On Farm. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. Please do. It really helps. And word of mouth is really important to us. If you think you know someone who would like the On Farm podcast, please tell them. Share the link. Let them know that we're here. If they're not tech savvy, you might need to show them how to find us on their phone or computer. You just have to search On Farm, all one word, wherever you get podcasts, to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. Hello, my name's Michelle. Hello, my name's Stuart. Hello, my name's Gregor. How old are you, Gregor? I'm 10. Hello, my name's Morphin. And how old are you, Morphin? Seven. What are you most looking forward to seeing? The horses. And I'm most looking horses, forward to yeah. seeing like the mountain bikers and the vehicles. Can a family day, we come up every year, see what the kids want to see, horses, mountain bikes. We'll go and see the cattle, I would think, we usually do, round the stalls. Yeah, pretty chilled out there. It's a great family day out, like seeing all the horses doing the, um, in the arena and things and the big horses, the Clydesdale horses, I like going round and seeing all that and I like going round all the stalls and spending some money. Mm. 
spending money. <laughs> Stuart's rolling his eyes at the idea of it. <laughs> I'm also looking forward to be seeing quite a lot of um, shows going on and going to the shops. How are we all doing? Come on guys, keep smiling! My name's Kevin Wynn and I work for Aldi. What I'm doing today is I'm doing meet and greet for Aldi at the front of Aldi's tent at Royal Highland Show at Ingolstadt. Everybody wants a free sample, so there's loads of suppliers with all different types of foodstuffs that we sell. They're going to give you a wee sample for free. We also have alcohol tasting for the first time ever. And at the end of the experience, we'll give you a free Aldi Stetson. What more do you need in life, really? I've been admiring the Aldi Stetsons. They're, exactly. they're so good. If you go to the end there and ask them, I see they'll give you a couple, you know what I mean? So you've got a very important job to do here, and we're distracting you from it, but you're the welcomer guy. You're geeing people up. You're making people feel like they're part of the festivities. It's what we get to do sometimes. I get to do this once a year, and I get to do meet and greet, as we call it. I've been told that I excel at it, you know what I mean? I'm just here enjoying... I'm enjoying myself. And if I'm enjoying myself, that lot are certainly enjoying themselves. It rubs off. Because that's my customers, and listen, that's our future bread and butter, and we've got to keep them... Keep them good, you know what I mean? Keep them, they want to keep shopping with us. Brilliant. There you are. Aldi need to pay us for the advertising spot, I think. We'll get on to them about that. Invoices in the post? Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye, Have a great experience. And mind you got a cowboy hat. So this is Mr. Keith Redpath. And Keith, you have a hugely important job at the Highland Show this year, don't you? In 20 minutes' time, I'll be heading into the cattle rings to... Look at 13 teams of beef interbreed champion and the highlight of my life. This is one of the big, big competitions at the show, isn't it? Because you've got all of the different breeds put forward their best cattle into a team and you have to pick what's the best of the best. That is what I'm doing. And I've judged cattle all around the world, Australasia, South America, North America, throughout Europe. In my opinion, for years, I've thought this is the best cattle competition in the world. And having the two competitions on a Saturday morning, one with the teams of five, four, well, teams of four plus a calf, and then going on to the overall interbreed champion, it's just a great spectacle and great credit to, to all of the competitors. I've been in the team several times with more than one breed over the years, and I just love this competition. I'm so honoured to have been asked to well judge it. Well done you. Well done you, Keith. Congratulations. I hope it goes well. well It'll be great. If we can get our space at the ringside, we'll come and have a look. Good. Good luck. Thank you so much. Cheers. Good luck. Bye. I think that gentleman we've just spoken to is actually one of the most important people in the showground today. You know, you have your sheep and your cattle. You can talk about anything else you want about the Highland Show. But really, it's a show of livestock. So the biggest competition in the in the beef cattle and he's just a way to judge it we were lucky to grab him just now just look at these horses that are forward look at the work that goes into them so wandering around the highland show and uh, that was a very well-timed sound effect so here at the side of the main ring i have bumped into a former on-farm guest my name is Sylvia Ormiston and I am current president of the Highland Pony Society. Uh, I think after a lifetime really of supporting the show, it's just the most amazing experience. I think if you miss it, you miss it. You know, you, it, it is something that's in you. Whether you stay for the duration of the four days or whether you stay for one day, it's still the most magical, magical experience. And they do call it the, the best show in the world. And what are you doing this morning? You've got some very important duties. 
Yes, well, we've just had the, the Highland Pony uh, the Highland Pony champion that was judged with my husband um, and Susie Robertson, who is our retired secretary. I've just done a presentation in the main ring to Susie and she was completely unaware and we're now going to go back and have some celebratory drinks and a sandwich and then I'm going to have lunch with my husband because he was the judge. Celebrate uh, some work well done today. Yeah, it is our um, centenary year for the Highland Pony Society, so we're actually featuring Tamashanta in the main ring here, and we've actually been working on a production, so I'm very much keeping everything crossed that that's going to go to plan. It's going to be a real spectacle. Just quickly, while you're here, changing the subject to something we've talked to you about before, which is equine grass sickness. Yes. We did a follow-up recently with the Morden, looking at you know, the progress that the research has made. You must be quite pleased with how things have moved on oh. since we last spoke about that on, on farm, which is what, two years ago now? It would be. Uh, I mean, I'm absolutely thrilled to bits with the ongoing. We just have to keep banging the drum and keep raising the money. There are new ideas, there are new scientists who are getting their teeth into this, and I believe if we have the funding, we'll, get, we'll beat this. We will absolutely beat this, but it's all about the money. So Equine Grass Sickness Fund... Uh, anybody who want, wants to donate some spare money if they've got it, Equine Grass Sickness Fund and you know I'm going to hopefully take a trip down to London and go to one of the institutes down there to beg for some more money and keep that wheel turning because we have the brains who are wanting to do it. We need the funding to keep the research coming forward so it is amazing, amazing what they're getting up to. And you look after the stud at Balmoral. When we spoke before we talked about how Her Majesty the Queen was very engaged in this research and trying to find a cure for equine grass sickness. Do you think she's keeping an eye on you now to make sure, keeping you, you know, keeping you honest and keeping you in the game? I think there's somebody watching over me for sure. While there's breath in my body, I will continue to campaign for that and uh, try and keep everybody's wishes alive for this. I promised you it would just be two minutes. I think it's been a bit more than that. So Probably thank you has. so much, Sylvia. Go and welcome. have a lovely lunch. Thank Thanks you. Thanks ever so much. Nice to see you. You too. Take thank care. You. It's worth adding in here. Just after we caught up with Sylvia, she and her husband, Doki, won a very prestigious Livestock Breeders' Award. Yeah, Sylvia and Doki look after the Highland ponies and the Highland cattle at the Royal Estate at Balmoral. They've been there since 2007, and this year they won the Sir William Young Award at the Highland Show. So huge congrats to them. Very well done. Very well deserved. It's a massive award, that. And, and absolutely a backup. Completely what you're saying there, Dave. Well done. Well deserved. So basically, yeah, we're on the, the avenue behind the main ring at the moment. <laughs> someone, someone dressed up. <laughs> Hang on, we need we need to stop what we're doing and have a look yeah. at what's going on here. Right, there's a there's a, there's, the there's three ladies dressed up as a Cuthbert caterpillar. Yes. For the Teenage Cancer Trust, is that right? That's correct. Team Aldi. Team Part of the fundraising they've done for the London Marathon. Okay. So they ran it in this costume. This, costume. this is the exact same but one. It has been washed. You ladies yes. run it in this costume? Oh, yeah. No, no not, not, not them personally, right. but yes, it uh, was run. So, so this is the actual costume this is the actual that, costume. that crossed the line? It yep. did indeed. And is this the controversial caterpillar that keeps fighting? It, it, it is, is indeed. We've right. away from certain tents. Well, hang on, look at what it says on the, on the caterpillar's bum. Faster than Colin. And Colin's the other supermarket caterpillar, is that right? Are we allowed to say Marks and Spencer's? We can, we're not the BBC. So Colin is the Marks and Spencer's caterpillar. This is Cuthbert, who's the Aldi, Aldi caterpillar. caterpillar. Yes. And, and the best tasting cake you'll ever eat. This is definitely gold. cheaper and higher what, So this is a cake? Yes. <laughs> Would you like a munch? <laughs> 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 Aldi are going to get a good plug in this episode. 
Well, other supermarkets are available. <laughs> you flirt. <laughs> Flirting with a caterpillar. Flirting costume. with a caterpillar. Oh, there's my wife's friend. She didn't see me flirting with a caterpillar costume on, did you? I was saying you think you're having a bad day and then you realise you have to come to the show and be dressed up as Colin for the week. <laughs> no, no, Cuthbert. No. Oh, Cuthbert. Oh, oh no. Uh, wait, wait, it's better. They're, 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 they're normal job is working in an Aldi store oh, so this so is an escape for the day for yeah. <laughs> and for the On Farm podcast what have you been up to because I bet you have been fantastically hugely so busy so I have been very busy I am a director for a year and I've been stewarding sheep this week uh, yesterday and Thursday and today I am working in my other job which is a coordinator for RET the Royal Highland Education Trust and we have two three different stations the Discovery Centre is full of activities for kids to do there's the Countryside area, there's more activities and we've got some things down in the sheep and wool area too so if anyone likes, we've got kids that are looking for something to do you can come and milk the cow or colour in or there's lots of things to do So when we put this out it's going to be a highlights of the show and I know that um, Anna, our colleague, has been involved up at the Discovery Centre have you got any kind of idea, figures, whatever, for how busy that's been over the over the school very days busy. anyway? Thursday, very, Friday. very busy. So there was a huge amount of schools came up. I've saw lots of school trips going around the show, and I believe yesterday when the rain was on, in particular, the centre was very busy. It's great to get so much feedback and kids through the through the area. So it's, a, it's just a huge, huge opportunity for you guys to complete your mission, which is yeah showcase educate, and educate educate yeah. what, we're, what farming's all about where the food comes from how the food gets from the gate to the plate every time every meal every day everything they put in their bodies produced by a farmer so we're standing at the main uh, beef cattle showing ring with all the breed society tents behind us we can see the teams of cattle queuing to come Ladies in and gentlemen for those of you around oh. the beef cattle judging ring Shortly we'll have the arrival of the Beef Cattle Interbreed Team Competition. And this is where you're going to see four representatives from each of the breeds that you saw exhibited in the previous class. All are native breeds and continental breeds. But you're going to see four representatives from each of these breeds coming in to the judging ring to compete for the United Auctions Interbreed Championship. These cattle have already been proven to be the best in their individual breeds, and they're now coming, it's like Champions League, it's the champion of champions. It's they, They're coming to stand against, well, I can see the Shorthorns, I can see the Anguses, I can see the Highlands. They're all just about to come into the ring, and Mr Keith Redpath, who we met, is going to judge them. We're standing, this ring is 100 and something metres long and 30 metres wide, something like that. And it's the whole of the perimeter of the ring is now surrounded by cattle in their various teams as we've had. But the work, the work that goes in, so these cattle will have been prepared at home trained to, 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 to walk on a halter calmly, they'll have been washed, they'll have been shampooed, they'll have been blow-dried, they'll have been brushed, they'll have been combed, all to make them look the best they possibly can for the competition that's taken place already. We've seen the, the judging over the last couple of days of the various breeds and now this is the, the biggest competition in the show. Now you can see the 
task that Mr. Redpath has here today. When you look, when you cast your eyes across these cattle, ladies and gentlemen, you're seeing all that's best in British beef production. You know, where I couldn't stand in this ring and, and judge these is, well, apart from the fundamentals that I'm talking about, legs and health and character and the shine to the eye, whatever, each of these breeds has, you know, a set of criteria that the judges of these breeds are looking for. With a belted Galloway, it might be something as simple as where the belt is, how they're marked. With the Highlanders, it might be the cast of the horn. I don't know. That's what the judges are for. What Keith Redpath has to know is he's got to be familiar with all of these breeds and all the criteria. Charlie versus Aberdeen Angus versus Highland. They're very different cattle for very different jobs. It's it's a the job of sorting that out is huge. I'm very pleased we're here to see this for the own farm because this is fundamentally what it, what it's about, what the show's about. It is a livestock show first and foremost. Everything else might be a bigger part of it in terms of area and numbers of people, but this is the fundamental. people coming up behind with a brush just just tidying them up as they go you know it's just it's all about just the last minute detail you can't you can't just leave anything to chance in this and that just goes to show how small the margins are doesn't it completely see this this chap here he's kind of back brushing he's back brushing the 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 cattle's backside he's making the hair stand on end and that's just to make it look like there's much more to that backside of that cattle. Every little inch counts, does it not? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Monty, here we are beside the cattle ring here. But it's worth saying that there, we've been, we were at a Highland show last year and did a big focus on Rhett. And we've been around other aspects of the show as well. What I think we'll do is pull together a collection of all the episodes we've done from the Highland show so people can get a good flavour of what goes on. British blue, yeah. the Belgian blue. Absolutely, there's a, there's a whole um, 240 acres or whatever the size of Ingleston Showfield is filled with everything from mountain biking to pole climbing to ferreting and fishing. We will, I'm sure we'll ca catch some of that for this episode as well but um, I'm just quite excited because we're here on the Saturday and we're seeing this competition, which I think is the competition of the show. So that's why we're here. They've now all sort of halted. They were parading around the ring. They've all halted now in their various teams. And it's just such a... It's a sort of colourful spectacle, isn't it? It's a spectacle is the word yeah, I was going to use. spectacle. They look... They just look fantastic. Following the Belgian Blues, we've now got the Solaires. So the judge has, you know, very obviously he's looked at them as they've paraded round, but as they get called up, he can have a much better look, much closer look at those, at that team as an entity and at the individual animals involved in it. He can scrutinise, he can look, what is he looking for? And as we heard, you know, he's a very well qualified judge because he himself has kept various breeds, beef breeds, judged various beef breeds. The way this Angus bull weighs, his tail has been teaseled out. It's quite something. It's like um, it's 
been blow dried. It's been blow dried. It's like um, it's like Cher's wig on a bad day. Cher's wig on a bad day. There'll been a lot of hairspray going into that. It's a bit Def Leppard, isn't it? Oh, a bit White Def snake. Leopard. White snake. Yeah, yeah. You're off to see Def I'm Leppard off soon, to see aren't Def you? Def Leppard next week, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Def Leppard and Motley Crue. Tell you what, there's not a Motley Crue in this ring, eh? <laughs> So we have got, right in front of us, we've got the Shorthorns, we've got the Highlanders, we've got the Herefords, we've got the Charlie, and a wee bit further along, there's a limousine in the Solaire. Who's he going to pick, Monty? I don't know. I don't know. And that's your champion, ladies and gentlemen. The Limousines, recipients of the United Auctions Championship. First prize go to the Liverson team. Charlie. Second prize goes to the Charolais. Congratulations to the Charolais team. He's picked two beef breeds. He's picked two um, prime cattle breeding machines for his top two. Still a great anticipation for The Herefords are third prize. It's going to be maternal now, Herefords. So congratulations to all the recipients of the United Auctions Awards, ladies and gentlemen. We said at the start of this episode that we aren't talking about the Golden Shears too much here. Listen please to our last episode, which is all about that. Huge competition, international, people from all over the world coming here to wool handle, to shear... Blades, machine shearing, massive. Please listen to that pod. So not too much about sheep and shearing in this episode, but I did feel it was important to go and say hello to this guy, a rising star with the Sheep Game YouTube channel and a presenter on BBC Landwood. Hi, my name's Cammy. I'm a sheep farmer and I do a little bit of YouTube from time to time. Based in Ayrshire in Scotland. Of course, we're in Scotland today. We're at the Royal Highland Show in Edinburgh, the number one royal show in the UK if I do say so myself, and especially this year because we've got the Golden Shears World Shearing Championships here, so it's, it's all go. So, You're do, do you do this Scotland's most in-demand YouTuber today. It's mental. I don't know what to say about these things. The support that we get for just making videos about the stuff we do every day on farm is insane. And uh, we, we have an amazing spot here, as you'll agree. For anyone listening, we're based like right next to the shearing stand, which is what we're all about, so it's ideal. I was just hearing about your diary. You've got like 10 minutes now before you've got to dash off and do a bit of modelling. What does your diary look like these four days? Yes, uh, you're spot on. We've got 30 minutes. We're not so bad. We have time. But yeah, so this morning I was filming with Landward and then we've got a little break just now. We'll come and see people that were at our merchandise uh, tent here at the show. And then I'm heading over to do some modelling for British Wool. Not the weather for modelling British Wool, I might say. Uh, it might be a bit of a sweat fest. I'm ho- Unless they've got something really funny lined up, maybe like a a small pair of pants and a, a, a wool vest. Itchy wool pants, that sounds... Uh, no, it won't be itchy, it'll be the finest wool. The finest wool, no, they'd be pretty itchy, I think, if it was uh, that close <laughs> to the tickly bits. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm already... Oh, I can't stop thinking about that. Um, I'll tell you what I do want to think about is just how successful you've been. Uh, it, it's, it's, do you know what? It's a funny one for me to talk about because like, I, I don't really get it. Like genuinely, and the nicest thing we had someone staying with us from Switzerland at Lamentime, and and they'd emailed us through watching YouTube, 
they said to me, do you know, Cammy, you're just like you are in your videos. And actually, that was like the nicest thing. Honestly, what I just took that as such a compliment because we are just filming what we do. Having a bit of a laugh and a joke, things don't go perfectly. And I think that's what people seem to like. But just the support we get is insane because I'm just a daft guy from Ayrshire that has a laugh. You do have a laugh, you have a good time. But there's also good learning in there as well. People who want to find out a bit about sheep farming and, you know, you've done videos about dagging and all sorts of things, you know? Yeah, it's, it's getting that balance of, I'm, I don't want to try and teach my granny how to suck eggs. So I don't want farmers who love it getting bored with me going, you know, do this, this, this. But whenever I'm doing something, I like to briefly explain what we're doing and why we're doing it, just to educate the people that don't know. Because let's be realistic, of the people watching, there's probably 90% have not that much idea about farming. But it's good on them that they're watching and want to learn. Absolutely brilliant, Cammy. Thank you very much. Have a brilliant four days. Here. A pleasure. You guys have fun too. Don't get too warm. It's a scorcher out there. We're up in the machinery lines at the moment and I'm particularly keen to go and learn more about the New Holland tractor that I believe is on the stand, which is powered by something which is not diesel. We're all just used to diesel tractors and we're needing to... Like with the motor vehicle industry, there's various folk trying to look at how we can move away from diesel. So let's go and see what's happening on the New Holland stand. But in the meantime, we're walking along past Arthur Williams trailers, Nugent trailers right opposite them. That's quite clever placement from two rivals glaring across the aisle at each other. So here we are at the New Holland stand. And this is what we've come to see. So this looks very much like a standard New Holland tractor, but it's methane powered. And it says here on the label, the world's first production methane tractor emits up to 80% less polluting gases than diesel. And apart from that, everything else reads like it's a standard tractor. Guys, what do you think? Uh, I think it's a good concept, but I just need to get it easier to obtain like methane and stuff, because I don't know how easy it is to get that at the moment. So you mean like from a yeah. practical point of view, yeah. the tractor's a tractor, it looks yeah. a decent enough tractor, but where, where are we going to get the methane from? Yeah. yeah. What do you do? Do you, do you drive tractors yourself? Uh, I work for sheriffs. So. All right, okay, yeah. right. So you're on the wrong colour stand at the moment? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. Right. For those that don't know, what, what is sheriffs? It's uh, a John Deere dealer and like agricultural engineers. And I'm Rory Turnbull, but I'm just their Saturday boy at the moment. This is a good yeah. day for your Saturday work, is it not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it is. I think we're going to have to learn more about that from New Holland. Do you think there's a rep on here that we can Let's have a chat Let's go see with? if we can yeah, find yeah. one. They do, don't they? Yep. My name is Ewan Wilson from Agricar in Stirling. New Holland is a market leading in renewable um, sources. So one of their things they wanted to do was uh, methane and hydrogen. So the hydrogen, they scrapped that for a while. They shelved it with a prototype working, but they decided to go down the methane rate route just because it's an easier source, especially if we're going to be targeting a lot of farmers. They've got their slurry stores. Um, there's a boy behind the scenes. He is working on a cover to go over your slurry stores so he can extract that methane and your farmers will be self-reliant. Self so That's brilliant. I did not realise that. We were just coming up here. We had a bit look at the tractor. There was a young boy and we spoke to him and he mm -hmm. said, what do you make of this? And he was like, well, it's fine, but where do you get the methane? Yeah. But the fact is, you're just saying that you're actually working on this yeah. being energy that's produced on the farm exactly so but actually he's working on uh, methane generators as well so that farmer if he, if he can extract that methane for the tractors but also for running electricity for the whole farm that's zero carbon it's it's going to be self-sufficient and and that's the way that's the way they want to go it's not going to be targeted at farmers i mean you're looking at local councils putting in biodigesters for all your food waste 
and obviously your garden trimmings. They'll go into that tank, they'll scrub a lot of that, because you need a, the infrastructure needs to be there so you have a scrubber, which makes the gas clean, so you can work that. They'll be working their lorries as well, because um, the CNH is part of the Vico group, you've got the Vico lorries, eventually that's what will happen, and you'll have a lot of these lorries running on methane as well, and that's what they want to do. It's brilliant. It's like going back to um, the days of the horse, isn't it? You grew the hay on the <laughs> farm. You're going to be able to produce your own energy. Well, yeah. If you if you look at that tractor, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it's any different when you drive it. You wouldn't think it's running on methane. It, 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 it works exactly like when you work with diesel. That's a, this is actually a methane engine here. Okay. You look at that and go, well, it just looks like an engine. I'm not an engineer um, or a mechanic or whatever. It just looks like an yeah, engine to me. So yeah. It performs the way it should. Yep. The only thing we're struggling now is just getting a, like is the, the amount of work we can get out of it in a day. Hence the reason we've got a tank on the front. So it just gives you a bit more capacity for the day. But they're in production now. You can yep. buy one now. I can buy one. You can buy one now if you want. Get your hands in the check. Get your hands in the check. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But we've, uh, there's a few being sold already in the UK okay. to a lot more of these uh, biodigesters. And yep. yeah, just we're, we're working on a methane combine as well, okay. actually as well, okay. and a telehandler. So. so again, it's not something that I'm completely familiar with, but if you have a biodigester on farm at the moment, mm -hmm. You're making methane because yes. you're running and you're turning that into electricity to yeah. put into the grid or whatever. But you could also be powering your yeah. your tractor. Fantastic! Yeah. That is Great. really interesting. Yeah. Thank you no, very no, much. No Thank worries. You. Thanks for your time. And just for over here, mm -hmm. behind you, the Doddy Weir tractor. Oh, the Doddy Weir tractor. Yes. Yeah. So that was an idea from another dealer called Bryson Tractors. They're yeah. based in Lanarkin uh, in Ayrshire. It's their twentieth anniversary for their for their dealership, so they decided to do something different with. Uh, this tractor wrapped it in Doddy Weir. They've already sold it to a company called Allgrass. They were happy to do it. And so it'll do, I think it'll be in tours. I'm not sure where it's going, but something doing in Scotland, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's for a good cause. Well, Doddy was a man yeah. for the farming as well. Yeah, so, yeah. And it's, it's drawn a lot of folk in. Um, Doddy was a friend of mine and he was a friend of this podcast. Right? He was one of the first people that ever starred on this podcast. Right. So we just like to see yeah. that. And no. well done, you guys, for, for supporting. Yeah. Well, Thank you very no much. Worries. You can probably tell from the noise around us here of children playing and messing about that we are now in the Rett Education Centre waiting patiently for a chat with Katrina Barkley who has just caught my eye. How are you Katrina? How are you? Alright, are you okay? Yeah, you've caught it as a really good time actually. I've got a cup of water in front of me. <laughs> Not, see, not still, too stressed? Not, no, no, we were just saying actually there's a lot of school groups still here and usually by now they're starting to leave the building to make their way back to the gates but they're still here, baking scones, can you see them? That's great, you've got a huge gaggle of people around. We've had school groups coming in from about half past nine, we've had families coming in baking scones Sarah, who's in amongst all the flour over there, has been, I, th I think she must be up into her hundredth, hundredth of thousandth of uh, scones by now. Um, and it's been great. We've been um, milling wheat over here as well. You can see that young boy, he's now pressing some oilseed rape seeds to make some cold press oil. And they're then been shown some of the ingredients and some items that you find oilseed rape in. So there's a, a real mixture again, and we've got obviously got our quad bike there for if you want to have a little shot, Dave. Absolutely, absolutely. Katrina, we did an episode last week with Alistair as he started his epic 
cycling journey around Scotland. I actually haven't heard how he got on. Is he, is he here? Has he made it? <laughs> I, can, I can confirm he has made it over the line. We met him with a huge crowd of people whooping and cheering as he made it through the gate yesterday about three o'clock in the afternoon. And we had the Prosecco, we were spraying his beautiful bike and made it all sticky. But yes, he made it through the gate and the sheep also arrived safely. Our um, Sky, which has been named by the children, is outside. And we met the boy who, Daniel Felkeld, he was here earlier with his whole school. He's been... No pressure, Daniel. (laughs) He's been on the telly, he's had interviews, he's had his photograph taken, but it's been brilliant. And Alistair, he's he's been in earlier and lots of people coming in, congratulating him. And he's smashed the record that we set and the sponsorships that we've had have just been astronomical. And we've had a lot of the supporters coming in, checking in on him, making sure he's okay, which is always nice. We've had a lot of TLC, which is... Very ret, I would say. Very ret. Now, we did a whole episode from the Ret Education Centre last year. We will include the link to that episode in the show notes for this episode. So go and listen to that once you've finished with this episode. But yeah, it is so good, especially because we met during COVID, didn't we? And I always think about that when, we, when, when, I, when I see you, Katrina, that, you know, you couldn't do any of this. And now here we are, and it's bustling and thriving, you know. Yeah. And you I made you cry last year. I won't do it again. I won't do it again. I was just thinking you make me very emotional but I think it's because you ask the right questions and you can pick up that this means so much to all the people that are here we've got volunteers there's a lady just over there volunteering who's an arable farmer and she came in earlier with a shopping bag saying I'm here to help I didn't fill in the form to help didn't get round to it but can I help so she's offered now that's her over there working with that family showing them or more about wheat and how it's grown. So why wouldn't you be smiling and feeling fantastic? And the fact that we've had 230 school groups booked to come to the show today and tomorrow just shows that it's actually a really good day out for pupils as well. Brilliant, Katrina. Thank you so much for chatting. Thank you very much, Dave. Good to see you. Hi, I'm Lindsay Melville from Morden Research Institute. And we've caught up with you here at the Highland Show. What does the Morden get out of coming to the Highland Show? I know a big part of what you do is knowledge exchange with farmers, right? So this has to be a really worthwhile place for you to be. Yeah, it's a great chance for us to get out and speak to the people who will actually be using our our information that we're creating. Um, and it's really rewarding for us to be able to talk about our work with the, the end users. <laughs> the golf cart going by and making a lot of noise. Classic. And are you looking forward to anything in particular at the show? Seeing anything? Doing anything? Just like a good look round, really. A neb. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much. Nice to see you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ted. Hello, my name is Jocelyn. Hello, my name is Gail. Uh, we, we came to visit our grandparents, so they took us here to see everything. And who are your grandparents? Are they, uh, that, Granny okay. And Grandpa is by the cows. Gr- Granny's here, Grandpa's by the cows. Okay, yeah. so where have you come from? Mozambique. Mozambique? Yes. But of course, uh, Granny has been a cattle farmer for a while uh, in Dumfries and Galloway. And um, yeah, he suggested this place and we came here to come and have a look at the livestock. It's been very impressive. I think it's very interesting seeing the different things. Um, I like the sheep and the cows, except they're a bit scary when they make like random noises. I think it's really cool to see all the different types of things there and like how they, how they comb them. I really want to actually comb one of them. I'm jealous of the people who do that. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's really cool. 
And I'm uh, coming from Zambia and we used to have an agriculture show in Zambia as well. But this is so much larger, they're so much diverse in terms of the livestock and there's just so much to see. And I mean, I've seen some, some uh, varieties of sheep that I've never seen before, I mean four horns instead of two. So that's been quite an eye-opener in terms of uh, what is put on display. I think that the show is really nice, it's really cool seeing the cows and the sheep and stuff. And one of my best friends really likes horses, so I'm just taking a few photos of the horses so I can send them to her. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy, Enjoy the show. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> so, Monty, we're walking past the Scotland's Larder building at the moment. That is where all the stools are with any amount of gin and cheese food and all hall, sorts of... Food hall and everything in there. And I tell you what, maybe setting foot in here and we might run back out again because it'll be so busy. Let's have a look. Some of them are grouped together, I think, in different um, regions. Uh, over there is Hood's Honey. They've been on a previous On Farm podcast. Do you remember we did the series with Ras? Yeah, 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 absolutely. The, yeah. the COVID yeah. year, there was yeah. no yeah. Highland show. Yeah. We spoke to Stuart Hood of Hood's Honey. If you haven't listened to that, go back. We've got 150 episodes now. So if you go back through our back catalogue, you'll hear all, a lot of stories. As we walk around the show, it just reminds us and inspires us to talk about some of the stories we've already covered. I think it's entirely possible that people will be listening to On Farm for the first time as well. Maybe come to us through our coverage of the Golden Shears, yep. uh, Shearing World Championships, that was the previous episode. So if you are a new listener, welcome. It's good to have you as uh, you know part of what we do. And yeah, as Monty says, go back, find the 150 previous episodes we've made I'm so proud of that, Monty. We've done 150 episodes. Is yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, I, I had no idea where this was going when we set out on this. No idea. I don't think there's very many at all that, that get to 150 as a milestone. One bit of the Highland show that I've never personally really ever gone to pay much attention to, which is probably wrong of me, is the Forge, where the Far Area competition takes place, and we're going to have a look just now. And my God, if it's hot outside, I bet it's going to be hot in here. Although there's fans blowing. Feel that day. Some cool air. We've got a theatre set up with um, ranks of seating and a lot of people watching as about eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think there's about eight horses with far ears competing to shoe them. There's competitions for various things from apprentices to shoeing to the making of the shoes all going on through the weekend. What is very interesting though is, you know, just like that arena with the, when the cattle were in, there was a mob of people watching, a real scrum of people. And again here, we can't get near to the front of these barriers for the people watching what's going on. So we're into the Highland Hall and we're in amongst the cattle lines now. We're in amongst limousine cattle. They're all, um, all tied up in their various stalls, deep beds of straw, cattle sleeping, cattle having a bit of a stretch out. Um, there's the rosettes that they've won over the past few days at the show, all pinned up. And I was hoping we might get a word with someone from Limousin Cattle about that team win that we saw earlier in the uh, team's competition. My name's Stuart Betts. I work for Robert Graham, the Graham's Limousine Herd. We had to uh, the cow that was in the team of four. She was also in the pair that was winning and she won the individual interbreed as well, so clean sweep. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. A clean sweep? Yeah. 
How does that make you feel? That must be amazing. Uh, fantastic, yeah. yeah. And being out there in that team representing Limousin against all of the other breeds, how was that? Uh, it's fantastic to be in that ring and it's even better to be out there and win. What was the team? Tell us about who was in the team, what animals were there? Uh, the team was the senior bull from the Jenkinsons at Winfield Park. It was a cow from ourselves. It was a heifer from Christine Williams and Paul Tippett's down in Shropshire. And it was the young heifer from Ian and Moira Nimmo. Our cow was champion. The bull was male champion. Ian and Moira's heifer was junior champion and reserve overall champion. And she also won the junior interbreed today. So the limousines have won every interbreed that was to win. So as a breed, we've had a fantastic show. We've had a show. fantastic show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that must just make you feel like yeah, high. yeah, I think we'll have a good party tonight. Yeah, yeah. And you've worked all year at bringing these beasts out and getting them ready. And ah, it's not just this year, it's, you know, it's, it's years and years in advance. You know, it doesn't happen by accident. We were watching Mr Redpath circling around, getting yeah. close in, having a look, moving along, moving back. What's in your head as you're watching him moving around the cattle? Well, you're trying to show... You know, if you're if he's coming down the front, you're trying to present your animal, you know, looking at him, ears up, you know, showing as much style and character, you know, standing sort of square on the front legs. If he's coming from the side, you know, you want to make sure she's standing so level top line, you know, and it's nice and square from behind, you know, you want her legs planted and wide and you know, you're just trying to always show your animal off to the best its advantage with wherever he is. You know, you don't want to be daydreaming and suddenly he's on you and you're not ready. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to always know where he is. Did you feel, did you feel like he was looking at the limousines? Did you feel it at the time? Or? I mean, we knew we were in with a chance. The cattle were good. We put a lot of effort into picking them and getting them ready, but, you know. And you've won these interbreeds already, so it's all kind of lined up. That's right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you don't know you're going to win. You know you have a chance. Yep. We knew we were going in as the bookie's favourite or, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. you know, in the running. But, you know, you don't know. Yeah. And tonight, what happens? Party here? Party where? What's party the, here, yeah. Party here, in yeah. the stock lines? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Is that everyone involved, all, all, all the limousin gang? Yeah, definitely, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Good, good. You'll all be you'll all be knackered, but wanting to party, nevertheless. Yeah. I think yeah. we'll uh, we'll manage. You'll manage. <laughs> we will manage. Don't yeah. you worry. Huge congratulations to Thank all you. of you. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. But obviously, there's no way we could pack everything on offer at the show into one podcast. Listen out because we'll have an episode coming very soon with all the SAYFC young farmers action at the show particularly, and it was particularly exciting, the super exciting tug-of-war competition. You really will enjoy that that pod, I'm hoping. <laughs> That's going to be a noisy episode. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that you subscribe. Please subscribe to the podcast. It's really important. That means that all our future episodes automatically download to your phone as soon as they're published. It's better for you. It's better for us, too. It actually is better because, you know, we talk about people being technophobes and not knowing how to get a podcast. Put a subscription on their phone, it appears automatically. All you have to do is press play after that. Magic. Magic. And on that note, when you subscribe, you will also find our back catalogue with lots of previous episodes, including episodes 
made in conjunction with RAS, who organised the Highland Show. Last year, we made a particular point of spending time in the RET Education Centre. And we also did another one, just like this, where we were wandering around, giving a flavour of all that goes on at the show. The link to listen to all those previous episodes is in the show notes alongside this episode in your podcast player. Couldn't be easier. Just one last plea to give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also to tweet or share this episode either in your social media or in real life when you're talking to people. Just say, have you come across the On Farm podcast? Have you heard it yet? You know, we it all helps. It all helps us to grow uh, and to keep us at the On Farm podcast doing what we're doing, bringing these episodes to you. I think Dave's a bit greedy. I'd settle for a four-star review, but never mind. Five would be great too. Last words, really, we need to thank our brilliant sponsors. Um, This episode was supported by Scottish legal firm Gillespie McAndrew. This episode was made by our team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing and produced by Mr. Dave Howard. We'll be back in your podcast feed on Monday. And that's it from me, and bye for now. See you soon. See you soon.